Welcome back to another episode of Generic Conversations. This is my 11th episode, which means that I have done 10 interviews since the start of this show. And I just have to say, I have been learning so much about the world and my place in it, thanks to all of my incredible guests. And if you have been following the show at this point, I hope that you have felt the same way as well. So I am really excited for today's conversation, but before we get into that, I have announcements as I always do. So as I mentioned, if you have been following my show, I have been hinting at a mastermind group for some time now. And great news, I'm starting to test out my coaching method for my group. So listen up. If you are starting a new project or a business and you're just overwhelmed with how to get started, or you are struggling to keep up in an environment that feels like it's constantly changing. And I know that at the time of this recording for many of us, that is the case right now, given the pandemic. Well, guess what? I have a strategy for you. I'm currently seeking out five to 10 brave and overwhelmed souls who are looking to get organized or reorganized with their priorities. And because this is a new method that I am testing out for the first time, I am offering a free 30-minute consultation. So once again, if you are feeling overwhelmed or you are struggling to keep up in an environment that feels like it's constantly changing, check out the show notes of this episode and apply for my free 30-minute consultation. I would love to chat with you, help you, and see if this method of mine is useful or not. So thank you in advance for doing that. And once again, you can apply for my free 30-minute consultation in the show notes of this episode, or you can visit genericpodcast.com. Once again, generic is like the word generic, but it's spelled with a J as in Jen, which is my name, Jen Amos. So again, if you have been following the previous episodes, you know that I had been talking about the PodFest Global Summit for some time now. And great news, PodFest Global Summit achieved the Guinness World Records title for the largest attendance for a virtual podcasting conference in one week. That is awesome. And I am so proud to have been a part of that as one of the speakers. I want to thank you all who have listened to the show and signed up to be a part of this global summit. You can now tell people that you achieved a Guinness World Record title for the largest attendance for a virtual podcasting conference in one week. So I have come to find that it's a lot harder to put together a five-minute presentation than I thought. So humor me. Check out the show notes of this episode and check out my presentation. I'm providing it for absolutely free as well. Also, this gives you an opportunity to get a glimpse into another podcast show that I produce and co-host. All right. Thank you so much for listening to my announcements. Now for this next conversation that I have the fortune of having with co-founder of Whole Shift Wellness, Serena Sabala, we talk about the following topics that would have you thinking about how to shift to your most fit, healthy, and competent self within one year. That's right, one year. 
what tends to hold us back from taking care of our well-being, and what would happen if you were to get so sick that you couldn't even work. All right, and there you have it. With that said, please enjoy this conversation with Serena Sabala. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Generic Conversations, where I'm very fortunate to have candid conversations with amazing individuals in hopes that you'll say, I needed this. I'm Jen Amos, your show host, and I'm grateful to have you join us for today. So today's conversation is with Serena Sabala, who is the co-founder of Whole Shift Wellness. Serena is a certified plant-based nutrition consultant, yoga teacher, and fitness trainer who has studied the subject of nutrition for over 10 years and has a unique holistic approach to health and wellness. Serena, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, why don't we start with you sharing, how did you hear about the podcast? I think we're both on Spot a Guest. Um, yeah, we are. We're actually chatting offline. And what inspired you to you know, be a part of the conversation here today? Yeah, I mean, I'm always looking for ways to plant the seed of self-development and improved health and well-being in the minds of those who are out there looking for inspiration and for motivation because I am so passionate about that subject. And I liked the tone that you used to describe the podcast and how you want to leave your listener feeling like they got something out of the experience and they really needed to hear this conversation. I think I get profoundly inspired from podcasts as well as other mediums of discovering new things and kind of having mini breakthroughs. So I always kind of look for ways that I can facilitate that in others. Yeah, for sure. And I appreciate you saying all of that. I kind of ask that question out of selfish reasons to know how my marketing is working. (laughs) But yeah, you know, that's definitely the vibe I want to give off, like this kind of casual vibe where you can have open conversations and people can listen in and listen in just long enough to be like, you know what, I needed to hear that. And so I just appreciate you being part of the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. So Serena, for people that are getting to know you for the first time, why don't you share with our listeners just a snapshot of your life today, particularly what keeps you busy and excited nowadays? Yeah. So I am a certified plant-based nutrition consultant, fitness trainer, and yoga teacher. And together with my husband, Eugene, we run Whole Shift Wellness, a coaching company which specializes in bespoke programs for time-pressed professionals. Between us, we have over 20 years of combined experience in different fields of the industry, and this has allowed us to develop a proven methodology to shift you to your most fit, healthy, and confident self within one year. So that's my full-time job. I recently published my book, Make the Shift, which is now available on Amazon, and that delves deep into this proven methodology that we've been able to create to spark long-lasting permanent transformation rather than just change at a superficial level. Mm. Well, that's really powerful. A couple things that stood out to me is that I think for one, and we talked about this before going online, is that you work with your husband. Um, And so I think it's really awesome that you two have, it sounds like sort of similar backgrounds and it made sense for you to work together. How did that conversation come up where it's like, hey, honey, like we should do this together? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, interestingly, we have very common passions and backgrounds, like you said yourself. 
However, we also have very complementary skill sets. Mm-hmm. So I think this is important to emphasize is, is that he is an expert at things that are not my field of expertise and vice versa. So we don't step on each other's toes. We actually complement each other. But we do see eye to eye when it comes to the most important thing, and in particular, this holistic approach to health and well-being with an emphasis on mindset and mindfulness and kind of the training of the mind before anything else. And it just came about really organically, to be honest. And it became really apparent from very early on in our relationship that we were stronger together as a team than when we were each doing our own thing. It's one of the stroke of luck that (laughs) I am forever grateful for. And so, yeah, immediately, in fact, it was one of the things that made us bond and that brought us together was the fact that we were after similar goals and we want to achieve some of the same things. And obviously through life and through all the experiences that we've been through, these goals are forever evolving, but we find ourselves kind of getting closer and closer in wanting to achieve them, although in different ways from when we first got together. Yeah, I love hearing you talk about your husband because my husband and I, we've been working together for about four years now and it's been quite the ride. Mm. (laughs) I will say that we do complement each other. At the same time, we could clash because we have different, you know, he's kind of the visionary of our business. He created the idea and I'm more of like the implementer. And just when I'm ready to implement something, he already has a better idea that he wants to implement. And I'm like, oh my goodness, can we slow down? And fortunately, I feel like, you know, throughout these years, we're beginning to find that balance of like implementing new ideas, but actually sticking with some that have proven to work in these last couple of years. So it's always fascinating for me to hear couples working together because it is so unique and you have to also think about setting healthy boundaries. I mean, do you two feel like you have healthy boundaries between like work and your personal lives? We do now, but it definitely took some work and it does actually take some active action because if you don't work on it actively it's very easy for things to get a little bit muddled up and for things to get a little out of hand so we have created them through the years but it took a couple of stumbles and a couple of moments of of overwhelm for us to realize what what needed to change and how we needed to improve things for sure it's not a given you have to actually sit down have the conversation and strategize around it because otherwise it doesn't happen in my experience. (laughs) Yeah, you have to learn to have certain hats on. It's like, okay, we're going to have our business hats on right now, honey. (laughs) We're talking talk about work. I think it's very interesting and fascinating that you have come up with a methodology for people mm. to improve their wellness within a year. And you said that really the foundation of that starts with mindset. So I'm curious to know what is the common mindset that you come across that you have to help shift for people to yes. start taking care of their well-being? Yeah. I mean, two of the most common mistakes are the first one is that they are present with the fact that busy professionals are present with the fact that they're not taking the best care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So they know that, that they're not fulfilling their potential in that space and that they're not doing as good as they should. However, they see it as such a big mountain to climb that they never take the first step. Mm. And so they keep procrastinating and pushing it to the side and letting it slide 
until in many instances, sadly, it's, it's too late in that it becomes a big issue. It becomes a big problem. It becomes what I say, doctor's orders. Mm. And when it gets to that point, it actually takes way more energy, time and money to get better. You know, mm. I always say it's way easier to maintain optimum health and well-being than it is to restore once you lose it. Mm. And then the second most common issue is the polar opposite, which is once they realize that things need to change and for whatever reason they manage to build the momentum, they actually delve too far at the (laughs) deep end and try to do too much, too quick, try to change too many things at once and create this unsustainable regimen, which is in many instances painful and maybe even dangerous in that they run the risk of injuring themselves or put themselves at risk because they want the results yesterday. Mm. But it's so unsustainable that they can't stick with it. And so sooner or later, they'll just give up. Those are kind of the two polar opposites that actually we see happen most often. (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I've even fallen into those at different seasons of of my life where I think like, oh, I don't like, for example, right now with social distancing and the pandemic, you know, there's a lot of stressors right now in this very unique time in history. And for me, I've just neglected (laughs) my health. I mean, my husband and I have, we've kind of come to a time in the recent, like a couple weeks ago where we realized we were eating so much fast food because it was like the easiest thing to do. We didn't have to get out of our car and we didn't want to go into the grocery store anymore because we had to wear a mask and we're just like, not about that. (laughs) And then we came to a place where I was like, you know what? We need to find a way where like we have so much healthy food at home that we have no choice but to eat it. So we've actually been able to grow a garden like in our house. I have like kombucha made in the kitchen, like always readily available. And, you know, we just have all these things where, I mean, it's not perfect. Like we will still do the fast food if like, you know, it's Friday and we're just exhausted of the day and we just want like a quick fix. But definitely during the beginning of all of this, it was just too easy to get fast food and just be overwhelmed and think of like, well, I'm so stressed with everything else. Like eating is my my comfort. It just makes me feel happier. It gives me that instant gratification if I could, you know, eat whatever I want. And then what you mentioned with the second one, Serena, of like really just kind of going overboard. (laughs) I remember when I first moved to, what is it? When we moved about two years ago, one of my ways of coping with this new change was trying to get really healthy. And so I definitely went on the deep end with like the keto diet and it came off really successful at first. Like I was able to shed like- Because you lose weight. Yeah, yeah, because I shed like 15 pounds or so, but then, you know, I gained it all back (laughs) eventually and I started fluctuating and exactly, so it's not sustainable. So I think, first of all, it is important to create awareness of the common ways that people react when they know they have to take care of their health. And so I know that you have your book that's out right now for people that need to work through that mindset. What are maybe the first steps or the first things that you tell them to take that mindset a step further or to actually be like, you know what, you shouldn't be thinking that way. Here's a healthier way of thinking about your well-being and your health. Yeah. I mean, if what you're lacking is motivation, and you're lacking kind of that first kick to build new momentum, Mm -hmm. one thing that I suggest you do is you write down all the things that not being your most fit, healthy, and confident self deprives you of. Mm. Because we tend to think of deprivation in terms of, oh, no, I don't want to get healthier because I don't want to feel deprived from all the foods that I eat or what have you. But if you flip deprivation on its head, 
what's actually most more depriving? Is it skipping the fast food meal or is it not being able to wear the clothes that you want to wear and feel self-conscious in public and feel like you're not healthy from the inside out? So it's kind of really genuinely look at it and dissect it and weigh out your options and really notice what is not being your most fit, healthy and confident self depriving you of. Become mm-hmm. present with that. And it can be quite confronting, but it's deeply motivating to really look at it from that perspective because that will shake you to your core and it will make you feel like, okay, now I need to take action. Then the next thing that I highly recommend is is rather than think about the quick fix and the short-term solution, really try and embrace new and healthier habits in a way that you feel you could sustain for the rest Mm. of your life. Yeah. So it's like, think about whatever it is that you want to do and break it down to such a manageable bite size that the thought of having to do that for the rest of your life doesn't make you feel overwhelmed and stressed out. So and just start with that. And every week or every month, you kind of review things and take things to the next level. But you got to go back to those deep motivations very regularly. I would say even daily to begin with. Because um, that's the stuff that fires you up to, to keep going and to not give up. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you're saying, make it too easy that you have to do it. (laughs) Yeah, you can't make up an excuse, literally. Some people think that the only way to exercise is to do spend one hour at the gym. And I would argue with that. To begin with, just 10 minutes, three times a week might bring forth greater results because you don't push yourself too hard. You don't run the risk of injury. It doesn't feel too overwhelming, you know make it as easy as you can, especially to begin with and really eliminate any friction or as much friction as you can that is going to cause you to want to make up an excuse. Yeah. And I think that, you know, especially for people that want to take care of their health all of a sudden and try to go all in, I just think that it is important to give ourselves grace when we initially can't reach those expectations we have on ourselves to be healthy. And just as you mentioned, make it into smaller, like bite-sized, you know, attainable type of goals. Because I mean, the only person that's really being hard on yourself is yourself, I think, when it comes down to it, you know, and at the end of the day, I'm thinking to myself, like, it doesn't really matter how people perceive you and like, they think like, oh, you know, Jen gained some weight, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like, you're the one left with you at the end of the day. And so it's really very important for you to take care of yourself above all else. And there's something I wanted to add earlier talking about how, you know, some people tend to take care of their health later in life. There was a quote that a good friend or that I heard back then that said something like, you know, a lot of people spend their lives attaining wealth only to use that wealth to get back their health, right? And it's so true. And I was even thinking about my husband where, you know, we have these financial goals and he's always saying, you know, once we, you know, get there, you know, once we get to a certain destination, I just want to, you know, use that money to invest in losing weight or, you know, going on a silent retreat or just taking off for a while and taking care of my health. And and so here I'm just like, well, first of all, we don't know when that when we'll get to that destination. And secondly, it's, there are little things we can do today, such as our garden and stuff, where we could make healthy choices. And, you know, we have a dog. Like earlier today, we went for a walk around our neighborhood just to get that fresh air. But I think just being aware of all of that, and I think 
I guess having that accountability too, sometimes having someone remind you that your health is important today, you know, so those are kind of the thoughts that were coming up in my head just now. No, no. And it's really powerful and it's really common. And it has to be said, society kind of is wired to motivate us to prioritize not necessarily the things that are most important to us. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, the concept is constantly reinforced that, you know, financial goals are of more prominent importance, you know, and that, you know, some people think that spending money on self-care is a luxury mm. or that, you know, it, Very true. that is not a necessity. But I invite everybody to stop and think, what would happen if you were to get so sick that you can't even work, you know? And this is what, I guess it's deeply embedded in my personal story as well, is is that at a very young age, I became so present with how invaluable our health and well-being is and how our whole life, especially our work life, so heavily relies upon that, that the moment you don't have it, literally everything crumbles apart. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, there is not enough money in the world to put the pieces together. So yeah, I think it's important to look at things from different perspectives and surround yourself with people who do value the right things and do motivate you to value the right things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Serena, thank you so much for creating awareness of all of this and sharing a little bit of your expertise and your wisdom. I'm really curious to know, where did this all come from? What was the catalyst for you to pursue this and be able to build your business with your husband with a whole shift wellness? Like where did it start for you? Yeah. I mean, the seed, the seed was planted in my consciousness at a very young age. I was only eight years old when my dad, who at the time was an incredibly successful entrepreneur and he was, he scaled his business, creative business up and invented a profession that didn't even exist before his time. Mm. He neglected his health and well-being to the point where he got so sick that he lost everything he'd worked so hard for for over so many years. And sadly, he was never really able to regain all of that. And this had huge repercussions on my life and my entire family's life. But it made me so present at such a young age, unconsciously to begin with. Yeah how everything we do relies so heavily upon our optimal health and well-being. And in fact, we do a huge disservice to those around us when we neglect it. Because, you know, when you become too sick to take care of yourself, inevitably those around you will have to start taking care of you. And you can't fulfill any of your duties and responsibilities. So that sparked my passion and made me want to start this process of learning new ways to, you know, to just take the best possible care of myself and eventually turn what was a lifelong passion into my profession. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely incredible and I think really impactful. And I like that you mentioned that when you don't take care of your health, you're actually doing a disservice to other people. That's one thing that you don't think about when you are neglecting your health, you know, and I was just watching a story recently uh, or watching a show recently of how this husband got really sick and essentially the wife is a full-time caretaker, you know, for the husband. And, you know, that's a whole, that's, that's, you know, there's a story behind that, but, you know, just to think that if you don't take care of your health early on, it could cost 
not just your own productivity, but even someone else's productivity. I even think for myself when my grandma had diabetes and, you know, a lot of our time, especially my mom's time when my grandma lived with us was spent taking her to the hospital quite frequently, you know, and using our resources to support her, which, you know, I I mean, a good daughter should do that, I think. But, you know, if she had been a little more mindful of eating, because I I think my grandma got to an age where she's like, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. (laughs) You know, like she just got to that kind of place in her life. She knew that her time was coming. Unfortunately, it was a very sad way as to how she went because her kids, my mom and her siblings were really fighting over her well-being toward the last weeks or months of her life. And that had left a sore spot for a lot of us, particularly me, because I had dealt with it when I was younger at the time. And I saw how it impacted my mom having to deal with the sibling. um, Yeah, the stress and everything. So I appreciate you really bringing light to that and reminding people that it's not just about you, you know, it's about the people that are in your life that care about you. And if you care about them, you'll do yourself a favor and take care of your mental health and your well-being and your health overall. Yeah. And the reason why I even bring it up is because one of the most common excuses people use not to do what they need to do to take care of themselves is their responsibilities or the people in their lives. You know, oh, I need to take care of my children or I need to take care of my business or I need to pay for this, do that, care for this, care for that. But it's like when you're constantly putting out without ever first looking in at yourself and taking mm-hmm. care of yourself, you're doing way lesser of a job than when you start here first Mm -hmm. and start doing what you need to do here it's like that thing that they tell you on the plane if the plane is crashing they Mm. tell you the first person you should put the mask on is you Mm -hmm. because you're of no use if you have no oxygen up and are passing out as well you know you become one other person that needs taken care of right yeah absolutely Well, Serena, I think that's a great way to really close up this conversation or end this conversation and just reminding people that, you know, you're not the only one, like it's not just about you and think about the people that you will impact in your life. For people that are interested in learning more about Whole Shift Wellness and about your book, how can they find you online? Yeah, so I mean, the best way is really our website, which is wholeshiftwellness.com. We share tons of free resources on there. There's a score test that you can take to score your current level of development in your health and well-being. And then you get a PDF report with some tips so that you can start implementing some changes right away. And then also, obviously, the book, which is on Amazon. If you just type the title, make the shift or my name, it it should easily pop up. And we're quite active on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at wellness. We make a point of sharing daily tips to transform your health and well-being across the fundamental pillars. So those are some of the ways that people can get in touch. I love it. So you have a website, you have a book, you have Instagram. And I also know we didn't bring this up, but you also have a private Facebook group for people that want to connect with you on a deeper level. Absolutely. And that's a lovely community. It's very supportive. It's very loving. It's very inspiring. So if you're just looking to just dip your toes and kind of get inspired, not just by us, but by the entire community on how to make healthier choices, Hmm. then definitely our group Make the Shift on Facebook is the place to be. 
Awesome. Well, Serena, I needed this conversation today. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing, like I said, your wisdom and your knowledge and also just your transparency as to why you started all of this. I think what you're doing is really admirable. And I hope that this conversation reminds people to take care of their health. And if they don't know how to get started, they know they can reach out to you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jen. Yeah, my pleasure. And to our listeners, if you did not catch that information or Serena's information, that'll be provided for you in the show notes or on their website, genericpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to chatting with you again in the next episode. Tune in next time.